Christ-honoring life. We as believers are to honor Christ in, our, in the communities that we have been placed in. Not only in the communities, but on our jobs, we are to honor Christ. And naturally, he would go to the, the last big sector of our life, and that would be our homes. We're to honor Christ in our homes. Now, there are three things that I have to tell you but as we get going here that's very, very important. Three things to understand this, to keep this in the mind. The first thing I would tell you is this, that God has a divine order and plan for the home. God is a God of order. Everything is done decently in an order according to His Word. And He has a divine order. The second thing I want to tell you is this. Satan will do all that he can to disrupt God's divine order and plan in your home. Why? Because he wants to destroy your home. Satan doesn't care about your marriage. He doesn't care about your kids. He doesn't care about anything, your grandkids. He wants to destroy your family. He's wicked. He's evil. There is no light in him at all. And the third thing I would say is this. The third thing is this. Marriage is a picture of the relationship between Jesus Christ and His bride. That's what the Bible teaches us. Marriage is not about our personal fulfillment, our personal satisfaction, our happiness. That's why marriages are ending because people think that they are marriages were created for this. That's not it. Marriage was created by God to honor Christ. And we don't teach people this. It's just foreign many of the times when I sit down with people for premarital counseling. It's foreign to them this idea that marriage is, my marriage will be about Christ. We watch all these fake movies and we think we understand how marriage should be. But may I say to you, they're fake. They get paid to act like someone they're not. If you were to peel back the curtain of Hollywood and look behind it, you will see failed marriage after failed marriage after failed marriage. And so when Peter is writing this, he is writing to people who have just come to faith in Jesus Christ. Everything is new to them. And, and I have to be honest with you, when he's writing this, at the time of the culture, women were property. I'm sorry, that's the way it was. God didn't say it, design it that way, but culture made it that way. As a matter of fact, for instance, a husband for any reason could divorce his wife, but the wife couldn't divorce her husband. The husband, if he didn't like the way you did dishes, he could give you a writ of divorcement and divorce you. But the wife was not free to do that, nor was she free to go and remarry unless she got permission. If the husband found out that the wife was having an affair, at the time of this writing in the culture, he could kill instantly the wife. But if the husband had an affair, the wife could not do that. Now some of you are sitting here saying, that ain't fair, is it? No, it ain't. And I love ain't. I know it's not proper and all that, but I'm still going to use it. Just telling you. No, it ain't fair. And I will tell you this. Peter 
wants us to see that as Christians, God's divine order in our lives and in our homes matter. It matters to God. And so Peter writes this, and he begins by saying in verse 1, Wives, likewise, be submissive to your own husbands. Likewise, it's kind of like, like therefore. It points back to what we we're talking about. What were we talking about? We're talking about submission. Nobody likes submission. Uh, let's just cut to the chase. No one likes submission. It goes against our nature, our proud nature. That fallen nature, we do not like to be submissive. So what does Jesus say? Well, he says, you need to be submissive to government. And Lord knows we don't want to do that. Can I have an amen on most things unless, you know, it's a bad thing. And then we don't like to be submissive to our boss, right? You have in your nature that you want to buck what your boss says. You may think you're a good employee, but at your very heart, you have the nature that wants to go against what authority tells you. That's why when kids are small and the mom says, Do not play in the mud in those white pants. The kid heads straight for the mud. It's the truth. Some of you kids are looking at your moms right now. And mothers, you did the same thing. Just throw that in there for free. We don't like submission. But that is the theme. The theme is submission. Now listen to me. Now watch this. It's good. Let me lay this out here. When God says that we are to submit to the authority of the government, he is, saying, he is not saying that the government is more important than we are or that the government is better than we are. He is just saying he has a divine order. He wants us to follow so that things go right. When God tells you you're to submit to your employer, he is not telling you you are inferior to your employer. He is telling you by virtue of the position you have, you and who you are in Christ you're going to submit yourself to His authority. And likewise, when Peter stands and says, Wives, be submissive to your own husbands, he is not saying that, Wives, you are inferior to your husband. He is saying he has a divine order and he wants us to follow because that divine order is the only way for true happiness and peace in the home. Now society is going to tell you that you all are crazy for this listening to this archaic book and what it has to say, but I'm going to tell you, I don't care what society says, I care what God says. Now, let me put a little disclaimer here when we talk about this submission. He says submit to your own husbands. Now, God is not teaching that women must always be submissive to men out there in the world. He's saying, listen, in the home and in the church, God has designed that men, godly men, be the leaders of the home and of the church. That's what God's designed. And a lot of people don't like that, especially in the day that we live in. They say that anything a man can do, a woman can do, and anything a woman can do, a man can do. That's not true. A man cannot have a baby. You can't, there's one thing that they cannot fix, and they cannot fix that. And we laugh at it because it's funny, but there's a whole world that doesn't believe that. And you know what one woman's argument was? Well, some women can't have a baby either. Are you kidding me? That does not change the fact that anatomically a man cannot have a baby. 
And to even argue that shows that you're foolish. So there are certain things, and we understand it in certain perimeters. Wives, be submissive to your own husbands. Now watch this. How's the, how does this submissiveness work? I mean, I had one fellow tell me uh, that he, when, he, when he gets out of, when he's out of tea, he jingles his glass of ice so his wife comes and fills up his... Some of you went like, I'd kill him. I'd put rat poison in that sweet tea. That's not what he's talking about. That's not what he's talking... I have really prayed over this sermon all week. And I am trying to tread cautiously. So give me some grace, please. Give me some grace. But when he says this, he says, no, notice this. That even if some do not obey the word. Could you imagine being in that culture, a woman treated as property, and then all of a sudden you found this grace and you found this new life in Christ. And your husband didn't have that life in Christ. There may be some of you now that live in that situation. And, and what Peter's argument is this. Listen, it, it, it's, the, it's not the ideal situation. But there's a way that you can win your husband. There's a way that you can win your husband and it, and it works. How does it work? Well, first of all, he says that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word. Now listen to me. Here's where it's going to get, I'm going to get in trouble. Your nagging is not going to make one bit of difference. It's not going to help. You're constantly berating him because he's not a believer in Jesus Christ, constantly bucking his, his every word he says, and constantly putting him down. That's not going to help. That's not going to help. But they may be won by the conduct of, of their wives. Isn't it interesting how the Bible lines up completely from Genesis to Revelation together? How we have been told all throughout the scriptures, the Apostle Paul writes about it, John writes about it, Jesus talks about it, Peter writes about it, and all through the Bible we can read this word and see that our conduct as believers matter. And guess where it matters most? In the home. In the home. Kids are smart enough to see that we may say something in public and do something at home, and when we do, we're being hypocrites. But what Peter is teaching us is this. Ladies, listen. The way to have peace in the home, the way to have success in marriage in God's eyes is if you will be submissive to your own husband and without word, without the constant berating and badgering them, that you may win them over by your conduct. Your conduct matters. Look at verse 2. When they observed your chaste conduct accompanied by fear. He is not saying there in that passage when he talks about your conduct with fear, he's not talking about, oh, I'm afraid of my husband. No, that's not what he's talking about. He's talking about ladies respecting their husband. Do you know what your husband needs more than anything? He needs your respect. He leaves the home and he goes into a world where he's disrespected all the time. And the one place, the one place 
he needs respect more than anything is in the home. The one person that matters, whose opinion matters more than any, is his wife. And that is the God's honest truth. You don't have to agree with me, but you can take it up with the Word of God. But I'm just telling you the truth. Men need respect from their wives. He moved from conduct to character. Look at verse 3. Do not let your adornment be merely outward, arranging the hair, wearing gold, or putting on fine apparel. Rather, let it be the hidden person of the heart with the incorruptible beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is very precious in the sight of God. Now, this is not saying that the outward is not important. It says, don't let it be merely, only. Right? We're not saying that. You know my philosophy about barns, and they need painted, and they need spruced up. Do not let your adornment merely be outward. Listen to me. Here's the thing. But let it be the inward, the hidden person of the heart. It's your character. It's who you are on the inside. He's not saying that the outward is not important. He is saying that the outward cannot make up for the inward. Listen to me. I don't care how much makeup you put on, how much jewelry you wear. If you're ugly on the inside, you're ugly to the bone. And that is fact. I'm glad you like that, Bill. I'm just telling you, there's not enough makeup in the world to make up for an ugly spirit. I'm telling you the God's honest truth. Now, guys, you hold on. I'll be at you in a minute. And then the ladies will be saying amen. But there's not enough of outward fixing up to make up for that ugliness on the inside. Now, it's interesting. God uses, or Peter uses an illustration in the Bible. Look at verse 5 and 6. For in this manner, in former times, the holy women who trusted in God also adorned themselves, being submissive to their own husbands, as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, whose daughters you are if you do good and are not afraid with any terror. It won't work, guys. I've tried to get Amy to call me Lord for years, and she won't do it. That's not the point. The point is, Peter is not saying that wives, you're supposed to call your husband, Lord, you're missing the point. Here's the point. The point is this. Her character and her conduct proved that she was a follower of Christ and her submissive to to the Lord and to her husband was proven in the fact that She obeyed him and she submitted to him. That's the point. He's just using an illustration. He's using an illustration for us to see Sarah and all that we know about her, how she she submitted and it was evidenced in her life. Verse 7, let's talk about husbands for a minute. Some of you ladies are like, thank God, he's moving on. Verse number 7, husband likewise. There's that likewise word again. What does that mean? Remember in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 21 where the Bible tells us to submit ourselves one to another in the fear of the Lord? Long before he tells wives to submit and husbands love your wives as he goes through Ephesians chapter 5, you know what it says? We submit ourselves each one to another. 
So likewise, husbands, we are to submit ourselves and we are to, listen to this, dwell with them with understanding. Now listen to me. We are to live with them, dwell with them. Well, you say, I live with them. Let me just tell you something. Some people live as roommates, not as husband and wife. I have talked to people, no one in this church. I don't want anybody thinking that I'm divulging. I do not divulge when someone talks to me about counseling or something like that. I do not divulge that. But I will tell you this. I have had people that I have known that were married, that couldn't stand each other. One lived in one room, one lived in another room. But they didn't believe in divorce. But they couldn't stand each other. They hated each other. They're not dwelling together. They're not dwelling together. Men, I'm going to teach you something. Women spell spell love, not L-O-V-E, but they spell it T-I-M-E. T-I-M-E, time. If you're off doing all of your escapades on your own by yourself, you are not dwelling together with your wife. I've met people, and I don't know of anybody, and if it's you, and if I'm throwing a rock out there, and if you yelp, you're the dog I hit, so don't yelp. I counsel people, if you're going to be husband and wife, the two become one, you don't need extra, you don't need your own checking accounts. You need one. If you're going to be one, let's be one. That is the key. That is the key. We are to be one together. Not two lives, not separate lives, not this, that, or the other. That's the problem. Can't you see that the devil's trying to divide us? He doesn't want us to dwell together. He doesn't want us to live together. He wants us to have our own paths, going our own ways, away from each other, and it does nothing but causes harm to the home. We need to stop that stuff. And I'm telling you this. I have taken a hiatus somewhat from the Facebook and all that stuff. And uh, it's amazing my attitude. How my attitude's changed. It's amazing. If I don't see all that garbage, it's amazing. You know what else is amazing? I can get things done. I never knew I had much time. I never have enough time in the day. But now I'm learning that the more time I waste on this other stuff that tries to divide me away from my family, when I get rid of it, people send me TikTok videos every once in a while. I'll watch what if they send it to me because I think it's probably spiritual, but a lot of it's funny. But I won't get TikTok. Number one, I won't get TikTok because I don't want China to know what I'm doing. And China already knows what I'm doing. But anyways, that's a whole other message. But... Um, Secondly, I don't want to get TikTok because I know me. I'll be looking at stupid videos all the time. I know my flesh. And that is ordained of God. It's a rabbit trail, but it was ordained of God that I tell you, some of you are damaging your marriage by that stupid telephone. Now, I'm going back. Dwell with them in understanding. Now, I, 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 want, I didn't know what to say about this understanding. I read about a guy who uh, was granted a wish. One wish he could have anything. He said, you know, I would really like to where I live, I'd like to have a bridge built over to Hawaii. To where I could go to Hawaii anytime I wanted to. And the genie thought about that and said, yeah, there's a lot of expenses and a lot of resources. Look, won't you take another wish? He said, I'll tell you what, would you help? I wish you would help me understand my wife. And he said, do you want that two-lane or four-lane? <laughs> the point I want to make is that when it comes to understanding... There is no way on this God's green earth that anyone is going to be able to understand anyone else and how they're feeling, how they're thinking, and what they were thinking. Right? How many times have you encountered that in your, in your own life when you see somebody does something, you think, what in the world were you thinking? Right? Now listen, let me just give you a little piece of marital advice. If you're thinking that, men, don't say it. I'm just telling you, don't say it. Dwell with them together. Secondly, he says, giving honor as the weaker vessel. 
the weaker vessel. Oh, man, society's all messed up of this. Let me tell you something. All he's talking about is physically weaker. Physically weaker. Uh, a friend of mine sent me a thing this week, and, and uh, there was a, a high school in a very liberal state that allowed men who claimed to be women participate in women's sports. And one guy kicked a ball to goalie and knocked her teeth out. A man kicking the ball knocked her teeth out. Um, and what planet... Well, I'm, I'm just going to let that one go. I'm from South Point. A South Point response would be like, that boy and his dad both need their teeth knocked out. But I'm just saying, that's South Point. We're not, we're not in the flesh. Weaker, physically, we understand this. When I was in the Army, there, there were actually, literally, there were girls in basic training in our platoon. And it always got me. Everybody wants equality, but they didn't have to do as many push-ups as I had to do being a man and they were a woman on the PT standards. They didn't have to do as many sit-ups and they didn't have to run as fast. There's different standards. Why? Because we know, we know that men are physically stronger than women. Now, I know there are some freakoids out there that lift weights and all this, you know, and, and women that are like, oh, you know, walk around like that. And you all know somebody. I'm not talking about that. And some of you think, I'm, I'll, I'll take you on after church. And I'm like, no, that's all right. But the point I want to make is we have to honor them as a week. What is he saying? He is saying this. There's, there's three responsibilities that, or, or two responsibilities, that I should say, that revolve around this weaker vessel and honoring them. Number one, it means protecting her. It means protecting her, providing her. Providing her. Or protecting her, excuse me. It means that you protect her from forces outside, from forces inside. You stand and you honor her by protecting her. My dad's not here. I'm going to tell a story. He's probably watching on the internet, but he'll be all right. We were at Abundant Life Baptist Church, and there was a godly man, a little short fellow. He was an older gentleman. And one time my dad said something, and they were working around the church, and he said something about, well, why don't you just ask your old lady to help you with that? And that little man stopped and put his finger in my dad's face and said, listen, that's my wife. Don't you ever call her my old lady again. And guess what? My dad never did again. What's the point I want to make? Sometimes there's a time that, men, you need to stand up and protect your wives. You need to, there are some times when you need to intervene and say, enough's enough. That's my wife. You're not going to take her that way. And if you've got a problem with it, let's go, brother, in Jesus' name. <laughs> if you had that on there, it makes it all right, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you need to protect them. But it's the truth. And secondly, we need to provide for them. God designed, God designed this way, that the husband is to be the provider for his wife, for his wife. That's giving honor to her as the weaker vessel. Guys, I will tell you this, in the midst of protecting and providing, there are some times when you just need to keep your mouth shut and let her talk to you and just say, okay, oh, I'm sorry, let's pray about that, you know. She doesn't always have to have a solution. Sometimes she just needs to get it out. And you need to just sit there and say, Mmm, ooh, oh, yeah. And, 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 and I'm just like, you, you're, like you're, you're the husband of the year, man. No, here's what we do. I tell you what I do. Yeah, that's, what, don't, that's, not the, that's not what she wants to hear. 
And listen, I'm preaching this, but I'm not an expert. I'm learning. I'm learning. Number three, being heirs together with her. Now listen, let me just this is this is something that's good. Being heirs together with her. Not only is she your wife, but she is your sister in Christ. I have seen men talk to their wives, but then talk all real sweet to other women in the church, their sisters in Christ. What in the world is wrong with us? She is just as much a follower of Christ as I am, even though we're married. She's my sister in Christ. Why would I treat someone that I'm not married to better than I would treat my wife? Being heirs together. Listen, God created Adam and he put him in the garden. And guess what? God saw the first time it's not good. Why is it not good? Everything was good. But it was not good that man should be alone. So I will create for him a help meet. One caught alongside. He took the rib from the side because she was to stand beside him, not walk behind him. I've seen this numerous times. I saw it in the life of my dad when my mother passed away and my dad would be running on the road. It's not good for a man to be alone. He would be jogging and he would ask the Lord, just go ahead and take me home. It's not good for man to be alone. God didn't design it that way. And if you, you should be standing beside your spouse. She is your help meet. You are her help meet. You two are now one. And that is the real issue with marriage. Not all of the symptoms. Everybody wants to treat the symptoms, but nobody wants to treat the real problem. The real problem in marriage is the two are not one before God. That's the real issue. Being heirs together. So God is not saying, listen to me, God is not saying through Peter in this that wives are any inferior to men. He's not saying that. Or he is not saying that men are inferior to women. Or not. He's not saying any of that. He is saying they complement each other. They have different design. And thank God they do. Thank God. And I, this may offend you, but thank God it's Adam and Eve. And I'm going to leave it right there. But there's a warning right here. And many a times I see this in Scripture. Many a times people take this last final warning and they apply it only just to the husbands. But I think it applies in both. Notice what he says. As being heirs together of the grace of life, that your prayers may not be hindered. What he is saying there is this. When your family does not function according to the Scripture, it will mess up your prayer life. Your prayer life will be hindered. Now, I guess the person who doesn't pray, who doesn't call on the Lord, really this is no big deal to them. But those of us who need the Lord and we know and we call on the Lord and we pray on the Lord, listen, we can't be having holy jihad in our house and calling on God at the same time and getting prayers answered. We can't do it. We cannot. We have to be right with each other to be right with God. And the business of the home is serious business to God. As a matter of fact, He created the institution of the family before He created the church. 
It was the first institution. It was his idea. And he says, this is the way that we do it. And if we're going to honor Christ in our homes, this is the way that we do it. But it takes two. I've heard people tell this. Oh, marriage is 50-50. If it's only 50-50 and you're only giving half, you ain't going to make it. It's two people giving 100% each. Listen, marriage is this. Marriage is a relationship between two wicked people who desperately need the Lord. I'm not wicked, you say. Read the Bible. Who desperately need a third party to intervene on their behalf, pull them together, and make it happen. That's marriage. And that's God. God pulls us together. He gives us relationship, and He gives us... He gives us um, requirements on both sides, the husbands and the wives. And listen, husbands, don't you be telling your wife she should be doing this. You do what you're supposed to do. And wives, don't you be telling your husband you're supposed to be doing this. Don't do that. You do what you're supposed to do. And if everybody would do as the famous theologian Harry Mayhew says, if everyone would watch their own bobber, we'd be just fine. We would be just fine. But here's our problem. Our problem is she didn't respect me. He doesn't love me. Sometimes, ladies, and some of you that have been to our marriage retreat, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Sometimes he's just in his nothing box. What are you thinking about? Nothing. Really, nothing. And you're like, oh, he's deep in thought. What's, he, what's wrong? And he's just floating around out here stars and you know whatever and guys what we really need is a good old fashioned revival in our homes of men and women who will be submissive to God first and then to their own spouse and then do what God has told us to do to keep and protect his divine order in the family that's what will help the families more than anything. If you think that marriage is like a Harlequin romance novel, you are going to be fooled. Because about three days into your marriage, you're going to find dirty underwear and you're going to flip out. <laughs> Lying on the floor, a towel, the toilet seat up. Always cracked me up. You know, the toilet seat's up, but there's like makeup and stuff. You can't even brush your teeth. But the toilet seat's up. But I'm just telling you, there's on both sides. So what am I saying? I'm saying all that doesn't matter if you just follow God's divine order for the home. That's it. That's it. Shall we pray? Father.